Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, uh, I want to talk about mental health. So uh, October 10th is World Mental Health Day. When this podcast comes out, uh, it will be Tuesday, uh, October 11th, so the day after World Mental Health Day. And uh, I thought it was a good time to to talk about mental health, to talk about how exercise uh, can um, can improve our mental health, uh, can help us uh, cope and understand uh, and process some of the things that we're going through. Um, and so I want to talk about, you know, one, what movement isn't. Uh, there's a lot of uh, ways it gets misconstrued as it relates to mental health in, uh, in kind of current pop culture. And then I want to talk about, from my experience, what mental uh, or what movement uh, is or can do for mental health. And, you know, the, the more that um, the more that I work with athletes, the more that I work with coaches, the longer that I am around and invested in, um, in movement and endurance sports and, and, and how that manifests itself uh, in people's lives, the more passionate I am and the more um, of a realization I've had of how, um, how important one mental health is. Um, how much credence we should give to it, how much time and energy we should expend when it comes to making sure that we're taking care of our mental health. I think one of the ways that we can do that is through a consistent movement practice. Um, but it's it's more and more something that I um, that I find myself tapping into, working to really understand both for myself as well as uh, for the people that I uh, have the opportunity to work with both on the coach front uh, as well as uh, the athlete side. So um, a, a few points before before we dive in. One, um, I, I'm not a therapist or a mental health expert. Um, I've, I have seen movement transform many people's lives. Um, and so that's the perspective that I'm bringing um, and that is the, um, the, the knowledge and the expertise that I bring to this conversation is based on my experience, both personally as well as professionally, and how I've seen uh, movement and the, the skills uh, developed around a consistent movement practice show up for others and, and genuinely improve their lives. And part of that improvement um, is in the mental health space uh, or how an individual feels from a mental health perspective. So one of the um, one of the reasons I can talk about this is because I've, I've had my fair share of demons, you know, and um, it's things that I've uh, that I've dealt with in the past, things I continue to deal with. So, you know, much of this conversation uh, and much of these these topics that I that I talk about on the podcast are you know as much for my own edification as they are for those of you that are listening. You know I'm processing much of this stuff in real time and really working to you know practice what I preach and and feel you know healthy and and balanced and uh, productive. Um, and so you know again I'm not 
a mental health expert uh, or professional, uh, but I am someone who, like many of you, um, you know, really has to work to make sure that mental health is a priority in my daily life. And one of the ways I do that is through consistent movement, through exercise. Um, and so I, I want to make sure, one, that I make that disclaimer again, but two, hopefully say that so that um, if at all you feel like, um, you know, I'm someone that, that has all the answers or that you're finding it hard to relate to some of these topics, um, these are, you know, very real things that I work through as well. Um, and it's, it's because I've seen them work and they continue to play an, uh, an impactful role in my life that I want to bring these things uh, to the world and to, to those of you that listen to the podcast. So um, one of the ways also uh, that you can tap into this work uh, and you can uh, work to prioritize your mental health through a consistent movement practice is uh, uh, an initiative that we're, we've launched uh, just this past uh, Sunday uh, uh, at, at Thomas Endurance Coaching, which is the uh, Level Up Challenge. So what we're encouraging participants to do is to level up both mentally and physically. So do something for your mind and your body every day for 21 days. So for three weeks, um, check in with yourself mentally and physically and um, just start to, to turn the tide on some of these things, right? Check in with areas that you maybe haven't given uh, a consistent focus or haven't dedicated energy. So uh, you can find all the details uh, on our social media platforms um, at Thomas Endurance Coaching. And uh, it's free to sign up. And we have a really, uh, a really cool platform that we've developed that, that it's a curated experience for all of the uh, folks taking advantage of the 21 day challenge. So if you're looking for support in this space, if you're looking for a way to put this work uh, into action, to put these concepts into play in your own life, I'd encourage you to take advantage of the 21 day challenge because it really gets at the heart of a lot of these things. And, and there's, a, there's a big mental health component built into the level up challenge. So again, you can find all the details at, uh, at uh, Thomas Endurance Coaching on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and so on, and uh, free to sign up. And you can sign up at any time throughout the challenge and take advantage of this tool if you're looking for a way to engage. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. 
Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. So let's, uh, let's dive in and let's start by talking about what movement isn't. So it would be easy to, uh, to start with all of the ways that a consistent movement practice can, uh, can help us feel better, uh, to help us be more focused, to obviously help with, you know, changes in our body composition. Um, but I think it's important to actually take a step back and start with what movement isn't. Because more and more, I see and hear uh, lots of different things in you know social media and different media publications and outlets talking about exercise and using language that, that I don't think is, um, is very supportive or uh, actually furthers the case for uh, the role that that exercise should play in our lives. So the first thing that I want to to state, uh, just as an overarching uh, theme of what movement is not, is it is not therapy. So um, there is uh, one of my, you know, kind of favorite sayings uh, or ways to think about how to classify Movement is that exercise is and can be therapeutic, but it is not therapy. And I think this is a really important distinction. And it's important that we pay attention to the language that we use because um, this is not made clear to us in, uh, in popular media outlets on different platforms. You know, we hear um, lots of different ways and, and, and different uh, sayings about how, you know, uh, exercise is our therapy and running is therapy, cycling is therapy. Um, and I'll go into more detail about, you know, why I think that shift in language is important. But um, what it is not, it, it, is, it isn't therapy. Um, it, it can certainly be therapeutic, um, but it's not therapy. And so, you know, when we exercise, there are chemical reactions in the brain um, that release uh, things like endorphins and dopamine, serotonin, and um, a host of other uh, chemicals that help us feel good. Um, so there's lots of different chemicals that are you know, linked to our pleasure centers and um, go a long way in helping us you know, fight depression 
and anxiety and, you know, shift our general mood, boost our energy. Um, so these things are therapeutic, right? When we, when we are able to, um, to tap into those chemical responses, uh, it certainly helps us feel better. And most of us know that anyone that engages in, in exercise knows that typically when you are, um, you know, if not during, then when you're done, you feel better. Um, so all of these things promote a sense of well-being. Um, and I think that's where it can be confused with uh, or, or maybe inappropriately blended with what we might expect or hope to get from therapy. But again, uh, exercise is, is therapeutic. Um, so, you know, engaging with ourselves, engaging with others during exercise makes us feel strong, makes us feel confident. If we're going uh, with a group or a close friend, that, that connection, um, that, you know, conversation, that community building, those are all really beneficial um, aspects of uh, or, or, or byproducts of what exercise can provide. If we're exercising by ourselves, there's a connection with our bodies, our minds. Uh, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, the ability to be present, to show up, to be focused. Um, again, all positive, great benefits that allow us to connect or be more connected with our bodies and with others, depending on the environment. However, it does not replace the need for, um, for real therapy, you know, for a trusted relationship with someone else. Um, so I, I, again, we hear this a, a lot, you know, there's, there's stuff going around Instagram about how, you know, I went for a run, so I guess I don't need to see my therapist um, or, you know, other versions and examples of that. And I think it's important to really understand the role that exercise plays in our lives. Again, I've, I believe it to be and have seen it be massively impactful for so many people when it comes to overall well-being and, um, and our ability to um, to understand, you know, our emotions, to help us uh, with stress management, um, and again, these overall, you know, an overall feeling of well-being, which certainly, when put into play in our lives, is a good thing, and can again be therapeutic. But if we are dealing with very real mental health challenges, um, if you are an individual who, um, who is not um, able to cope or isn't finding the support that you need uh, within yourself or your immediate circle to manage uh, any sort of mental health um, uh, issues that you might be having, therapy is a very real and important you know, option. Uh, and it's something that I think, um, luckily, the the barrier to that is getting broken down more and more. You know, the stigma uh, around that uh, is certainly um, shifting and, and changing or, or being taken away um, in the last several years. So very happy that that's the case. But again, as it relates to exercise and consistent movement, um, I really think it's important that we understand that therapy um, is, is possibly um, – important in terms of the support network that we need. Um, so, you know, it might be that we have a coach 
and we have a dietitian, and you know we have these things to support our physical uh, well-being, and we might very well need a support system that supports our mental well-being as well. And part of that support network, part of that system, um, may need to be a therapist. So um, it is important to um, to remember that exercise is very much uh, therapeutic, but it is not uh, therapy and does not take the place of, uh, of, of that relationship, that support, um, and oftentimes that very real need for, uh, for consistent therapy. Um, and, you know, exercise, I believe, can be part of the prescription that helps us, um, you know, be be happier um, and be, um, you know, more comfortable in our bodies, be more comfortable, you know, in our own minds. Um, but I encourage anyone who is maybe struggling in that space or working to understand what type of support they need to, to use exercise um, as a prescriptive therapeutic component of your overall mental health, but also seek out therapy if that's something that you feel like you need. Um, the other thing, uh, so the second thing that exercise is not, is a way to outrun or silence your demons. I'll use demons in quotes, but that's a popular, uh, language that I'm sure that we have all heard. Um, and again, this is something I felt like I wanted and needed to address because you hear it all the time in, um, in popular culture. Right. Specifically on social media, there's these blurbs and voices, voiceovers uh, over people exercising, people in the gym, uh, doing endurance sports, whatever sport or activity they're engaged in. Um, These voiceovers, you know, tout that, you know, you just have to be faster than your slowest um, uh, demon or or fastest demon. Or, you know, I come to the gym because I'm trying to outrun my demons. Um, And. I, I, again, I think this language isn't necessarily supportive um, of, um, of, of the role that exercise plays. And, and to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I lean into this language a lot, certainly as a younger athlete um, and as someone, you know, an entrepreneur who, you know, has, who has had bouts of, of very, very intense work. Uh, in my life and really often struggled with the what it looks like to find some semblance of balance or flow um, and to be present, you know, and and so I leaned into this, right? Because I've been an, an athlete my entire life, it felt like that was a natural place to go. Um, it felt like, you know, if I could tap into exercise, if I could work harder in that space, then it allowed me to to create a narrative where I was, you know, quote unquote, outrunning my demons or I was silencing my demons. And, and I, again, what it, all that it really gave me was, um, an inappropriate space to try to cope with those feelings. You know, what I really needed was support. Um, I needed someone I could trust. I needed someone I could talk to, um, you know, luckily for me, oftentimes that was my spouse, but certainly um, putting other people in uh, support roles around me. So going, you know, more internal, exercising harder 
being with my own thoughts, again, trying to outrun my demons, as it were, um, didn't provide the support that I needed. You know, it, it, it again, it gave me all the things that exercise gives you um, the chemical response, the overall feeling of, you know, well-being. I, you know, I, I gained fitness. So, you know, I felt good in many ways about myself, but it didn't it didn't get rid of the other things that I was dealing with. Um, and, and again, for me to really understand what those things meant and to cope with them, um, I needed relationships that were impactful in my life. And so, um, you know, one of the things, um, the reason this, this hits home, one, because I've had a very real experience with this, but also because, again, in popular culture on social media, I see a lot of this language targeted um, at men. I've certainly seen it targeted um, in, in, you know, towards women as well. But I, I want to just address the, the idea that men can, you know, or should just kind of push everything down. And when we go to the gym or we exercise in silence, that's somehow a, a stronger version of ourselves or it allows us to come back and, you know, support the world uh, on our shoulders and that we don't need anyone else. Um, and, you know, again, all in my experience, all that that does is propagate a, an unhealthy relationship and an unhealthy viewpoint of, of good mental health. Um, I, I don't think that, you know, we should think of ourselves um, as individuals that find strength in carrying all of the, um, all of our problems, you know, all of our pain, all of our discomfort uh, on our back and suffer in silence. And that that is the, the mark of a strong individual. Um, I would, I would argue that strong individuals are those that, um, that build impactful relationships around them that seek support that are vulnerable. Um, and it's through that vulnerability that we build strength. Um, and again, so as it relates to exercise, my issue is that I don't want to propagate the idea that we go to that place to be alone with our thoughts and struggle in silence, right? Again, this is the picture that you see on Instagram and, and, and elsewhere is that, you know, there's a, a, a guy or a girl, you know, in a darkly lit gym who's, you know, busting out rep after rep. And through those repetitions, through that silence, they're building an internal fortitude that allows them to negate the need for, uh, for real connection, um, for, for someone to talk to, you know, and again, that's not, that's not how we get at um, our mental health issues. That's not how we build, um, you know, strong and resilient minds and bodies by just going back to the well, pushing everything down, staying silent and shouldering that load. Um, that's not what exercise is here for, right? Um, and so I, you know, I, I want to, again, just, just highlight the nuance in the language that we use, right? And bring to 
to the forefront some of these these tropes that have I don't believe served us very well um, you know in in when it comes to popular culture specifically as it relates to to mental health um, again exercise is a fantastic tool but it is not the solution to our problems um, it is a tool in our toolbox it is a a component in a suite of support and um, and you know skill sets that we need to develop in order to to be the best versions of ourselves um, and so I I want to encourage you if you've much like myself if you bought into this if you find yourself diving inward so that you can you know outrun your demons and you can process these feelings alone in hopes that you can go back and be the support for everyone else um i'd encourage you to think about what support you need right so whether that's from a mental health professional whether that's from a coach whether that's from a partner or any and all of those people i believe that it takes a network um and I'd encourage you to think about how you can shift that narrative because that was really impactful for me. Um, I, again, felt that way for a long time and felt like because I was an athlete, because I was actively engaged in, uh, in exercise, in training, that that was, that was enough. You know, that's what allowed me to, to process things. That was my time and my space. And like I mentioned earlier, while that time was therapeutic, it was by no means the solution to my um, my being the most mentally um, healthy that I could be. Um, and so, if that's a narrative that you that's resonated with you, again, much in you know, I'm in the same boat. Um, then just think about how how you can reframe that. Because that's not what exercise is. It's not a way to outrun, uh, outrun our demons. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I recently came across a new product on the market, uh, and I wanted to take a moment to share it uh, with our listeners. Uh, Access Nutrients has created a supplement designed to assist with better absorption of zinc, iron, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, this is a heavily researched and science-backed supplement that helps to break down the anti-nutrient phytate. Uh, phytate is present in things like beans, grains, nuts, and seeds. Uh, any product made from these foods, uh, such as pasta, rice, chickpeas, nut butters, whole wheat flour, cereals, etc., etc. Uh, so without the enzyme, the above-mentioned micronutrients are largely unavailable for abs absorption, leading to deficiencies. So without iron, our bodies struggle to transport oxygen. Without zinc, our body's immune system is impaired, and many enzymatic processes cannot function normally. So this enzyme has already helped a number of people that I work with uh, on the athlete side with better performance, improved energy, uh, anemia, fatigue, and other conditions. Uh, you can have a read through the research on their site for more information, but just trust me when I say that this enzyme could be a game changer uh, for many of you when it comes to optimizing your performance. Uh, I've been taking it um, for about two to three months now, and I've noticed uh, big 
changes in my recovery, my sleep, uh, muscular fatigue, uh, endurance, uh, my ability to fuel uh, more closely to workouts. So it really has been um, a really positive or had a positive impact on my performance. So, so for all of our listeners, um, you can go to accessnutrients.org and use the code THOMASENDURANCE um, to get 25% off uh, your order. And um, I think it's going to be something that you guys really like. I encourage you to try it out. Um, it's, uh, it's a really uh, cool product. I think it would be something that's very impactful for so many athletes and so many listeners of this podcast. So again, that's accessnutrients.org, code THOMASENDURANCE for 25% off your order. Uh, and let us know what you think. Um, it's been something that's been exciting for me to try. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Now, let's talk about what exercise is, right? What is movement? What can it be for our mental health? So first and foremost, um, it's a way to engage and be present. Um, So this is something I've been more and more interested in expanding on. It's been, um, and it's shown up certainly in the podcast and recent episodes because um, I believe that it is it has the potential to be extremely impactful. Um, I, and I've seen it show up in my own life in terms of the ability to be present. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, I've certainly been an individual who has struggled with being present, um, who has, you know, really found um, themselves kind of lost in their work and and their training and very individual focus. And that really inhibits our ability to be there and be fully present and engaged in other areas of our lives. And I think this multi-pronged identity is really important, right? You're not just an athlete or you're not just who you are at your job. You're not just, um, you know, a a spouse, a partner, uh, a parent. You're lots of different things. And so engaging in those things and being present for those opportunities is really important for overall happiness and, you know, mental health. So I want you to think about, you know, when was the last time that you were fully present? Um, When was the last time that you were really fully there in the moment you were in? It could be anything, right? It could be in a project at work. It could be in your workout. uh, It could be with family. When was the last time you were fully present? The reason I ask this is because we spend so much of our time with our heads in multiple things, right? One foot in the door, one foot out, um, constantly jockeying, um, you know, what we have to do today, tomorrow, our different responsibilities. Um, and part of that is, is, you know, our modern lives. But there are certainly opportunities, or I want to encourage you to find opportunities, create space to be present, to be really focused. Um, And this is where I believe that exercise can really play a role. Because when we are um, trying to juggle, trying to be, you know, 10 different places mentally and physically, at the same time, when we're constantly, um, you know, 
jockeying from thing to thing. Uh, it makes us feel like that we are not um, really living up to our full potential in any area of our lives. Um, I hear this from athletes all the time, right? Athletes that are very busy that have demanding jobs that have families and are also trying to focus on themselves. When we are not present, it can feel like you're not really doing anything well, right? You're showing up halfway for all of these different things. The reason I highlight this is because this is a real mental health. Um, uh, it, it really weighs on our mental health because what it does is when we have those feelings, when we feel like we're not excelling at anything or we're not excelling in the areas that we care most about or we're most engaged, then it leads to um, stress. It leads to depression. It leads to feelings of doubt. Um, those things seep into all areas of our lives, and it becomes um, something that really weighs on us mentally. So um, if we can use exercise as a way to engage and be present, we can start to relieve and pull back some of that stress and depression. And what it allows us to do is um, shift the narrative around how we're showing up. Start to, in one area of our lives, start to shift and allow us to see that we are showing up. We are making progress. We are committed to this thing. We're able to, um, to show up for ourselves. We're able to excel in this area. Oftentimes, what I've found is that to, to, to change the narrative in, a, in one area of our lives requires us to, to shift the tide in another area, right? So it's a ripple effect, right? If I'm struggling with something at work, or I have, you know, a, a challenging time period in my life coming up, that might be, one, it might be out of my control, two, it's weighing heavy on my mind, you know, any and all of the, the, the emotions and thoughts that we have to process. <clears throat> However, while that thing might not be something that I can, um, that I can change or feel like I'm making progress in, what I can do is stay rooted in something else that I do feel like I'm making progress in, and I am confident. That thing for me oftentimes is exercise, right? Lots of things going on that I might not feel confident about, I might be worried about, but I can stay rooted and grounded in one thing, and because I'm doing that, it ripples and impacts positively these other areas. I'm able to see that, again, I am confident. I am able to show up. Um, I do have the skills necessary to accomplish my goals. So it, it's, it's a mental shift uh, as well as a physical shift, how we apply our effort and time. But um, when we uh, apply ourselves to exercise, it can shift this narrative across the board. And so, um, again, if, if you feel like you're not um, – if you're struggling in some areas, right, again, could be in any number of ways, but typically if we think about kind of how most people move through their day, it's this constant um, feeling of being behind, not accomplishing what you want to accomplish, not having enough time in the day, 
Um, the list goes on and on. But there, there is a certain anxiety and stress that follows a lot of people around as they try to navigate the expectations they put on themselves, the expectations others have on them, um, and how they are or aren't living up to those. Um, so I encourage you to think about exercise, a consistent movement practice, as a, a grounding opportunity, a cornerstone that you can sink your teeth into and then watch those ripples impact these other areas. Right. So what can we control? Um, we can control how we show up for ourselves and how we create that time and space. So the second thing that exercise is as it relates to mental health uh, is it's a way to build skills that apply to all areas of our lives. So, again, this is a recurring theme because it's something that I've been have always thought and believed very passionately um, in. But I'm I'm more and more engaged in helping under uh, uh, individuals understand what this actually looks and feels like in their lives because this is the big one right very similar to what i was talking about before if we can use exercise as a cornerstone then that ripples into other areas of our lives same thing with the skills required or the skills that we develop as a result of a consistent movement practice so Often, feelings of you know inadequacy, depression, guilt, shame, they stem from other areas of our lives. And, and often these other areas are places that we have very little control over, right? We, just like I was mentioning before, something that's happening in the future, um, you know, something that's going on at home. There's any number of things that, you know, pop up in our lives on a daily basis that we just don't have much control over. Um, but they impact us greatly, right? And they certainly impact our mental health. So what do we have control over? Oftentimes, um, unless you are ill um, or, you know, uh, have something that is keeping you from uh, a consistent movement practice uh, in terms of your health or your ability to uh, to prioritize your time. Um, most of us have the ability to control um, our health. We have the ability to, to take charge of that time and that energy required to put ourselves first, at least for a few minutes a day, to um, make health a priority. So again, if you feel like you're jockeying from thing to thing, you're being reactive versus proactive, um, this is something that you can take charge of, right? You can control um, if this is something you prioritize in your life. And by doing that, you can um, start to undo some of these feelings of stress, depression, guilt, shame. Again, whatever the, the emotion is, it's showing up in other areas of your life. So when we show up for ourselves for exercise, we develop skills such as discipline, time management, goal setting, um, the ability to stay consistent. This is, this is something that I think really applies is that more now than ever, um, we, so many people struggle with delayed gratification, 
right? We want things to happen now. We, we have a hard time generally playing the long game, right? Um, we want, you know, work to move faster. We want the promotion faster. We want um, whatever it is. Um, we, uh, as a society, struggle with the long game. Well, the great thing about exercise is that there's really no way to rush it, right? The, the, the physical transformations that happen in our body when we engage in a consistent movement practice take time. And I think that that's a really important lesson. And I think that that's one of the tremendous benefits of exercise is that it, you have to stick with it long enough. And what that teaches us is that good things come to those who wait right? That patience is a virtue, um, that it, it is valuable to continue to stay engaged, even if you don't see immediate results, because you know that that thing has intrinsic value over and above the immediate feedback that you're getting. Um, and exercise is, a, is an amazing tool to help us continually have to check in with that very real fact that oftentimes the things that we want, the success, the progress, the whatever it is in our lives and whatever area of our lives might happen slower than we would like. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that we should give up on that thing. Um, and it means that we should be engaged in the process. We should find joy in doing good work, you know, and, and really focus um, on, you know, what makes us happy? What do we find joyful uh, in the process? So that, again, those skills that we develop as a result of consistent movement can be applied and will show up in other areas of your life. And when that happens, that starts to play a positive role in your mental health in these other areas. Again, things that you might can't control or you're feeling more stress or anxiety around. Um, I realize that exercise or making time for exercise can also be one of these things that causes stress and anxiety when we're not able to do it the way that we would like or in alignment with our expectations, um, we get stressed or there's anxiety around when we're going to make that time. That, uh, that's a very real feeling. Um, I get that for sure. However, there's a narrative shift there, right? I think oftentimes that anxiety and that stress is created because we are prioritizing other things and we feel like or we know that we should be prioritizing ourselves and our health. And um, I, I know that, you know, some days go sideways. These are not... Um, I don't want to paint with, with broad strokes because I realize that, you know, days, weeks, months can be dynamic um, and that life can get messy. However, in general, um, so much in my experience, so much of the stress and anxiety has come from the knowing that this is something that's important, but the inability to create the discipline around uh, exercise to show up in a way that's in alignment with our goals and expectations. So that stress and anxiety is actually, you know, 
it's internal. It, we create it within ourselves because we know we should be engaged in this thing, but we deprioritize ourselves and give time to something else. And then we feel bad about it. Then we're stressed about it. Um, so that's a narrative shift, right? That's a skill set in and of itself that um, will help to further our overall, you know, happiness and, you know, joy on a given day. So those skills can go a long way in helping us find joy in other areas of our lives. Like I said, it's a ripple effect, right? Nothing we do is in a vacuum. One area of our lives um, will impact another area. So if we can use exercise as a springboard to see how we can develop skills and a mindset around um, our happiness, our, um, our overall satisfaction with other areas of our lives, then that means that exercise can be a really valuable tool for our overall mental health. So just a quick recap, two things that exercise isn't um, is it is not therapy. So exercise is therapeutic. It is not therapy. Um, the second thing that exercise or a consistent movement practice isn't is it is not a way to outrun our demons. Um, it is a way to be present, um, to you know, tap into what makes us happy, um, to set aside dedicated time for our health and our mental well-being, but it is not a place to push down um, our feelings and to sit with our thoughts in, in silence and in solitude. Um, exercise uh, is, is not that. So if, again, if you're using it as that, much like I have in the past, um, please build impactful relationships with individuals that can support you in that space so you're not shouldering that load. What exercise is, uh, it is a way to engage and be present, right? This is something that we really struggle with in our day-to-day -day lives um, because, because that's, that's, that's the nature of the beast, right? I love to say that it's different, but I, I get it, right? I run from thing to thing, um, constantly trying to jockey and, you know, manage my schedule and my family and my exercise. However, when we use exercise as a cornerstone, it helps. It's a centering component, right? It allows us to take charge of that time and create dedicated space to be present and to be engaged. That's going to impact other areas of your life. Um, it is also a way to build skills that impact other areas of your life. So the feelings of depression, guilt, shame, um, anxiety that, that pop up and manifest themselves in other areas of our lives due to other scenarios and circumstances, oftentimes out of our control, when we commit to that dedicated um, movement practice, we're developing skills that we can deploy in other areas to help calm those feelings. Um, so again, it is not a replacement for therapy, but those skills and what those skills allow us to do, how they allow us to navigate and change the narrative in other areas of our lives can and will have an impact. I promise. I've seen it happen both in my own life 
as well as in the lives of other individuals. So um, if all of this sounds like a lot, if it's too much to bite off, if you're not sure where to start, if you're not sure how any of these concepts actually apply from a tactical perspective in your own life, um, I want to encourage you to reach out to us at TEC. Um, we have a uh, mental health uh, performance expert that we've brought into the team uh, a couple of months ago, um, and we're offering uh, free introductory consultations with our mental performance expert. So again, if you're like Taylor, um, this is all great, but what does this look like in my life? How do I unravel and unpack some of these things I'm dealing with? How do I make time and space for myself amidst my other responsibilities? Um, please let us help you. Um, we have now uh, an individual, Christine Hernandez, um, who is an expert in this space. Um, and we want to help everyone understand what it looks like to be their best selves from a, a mental health and mental performance perspective as it relates to exercise. So um, you can go to thomasendurancecoaching.com, reach out to us there. You can look at uh, Christine's bio on our team page. You can uh, contact her directly there or just send us a note uh, and let us know that you'd like to talk with her. We'll make sure that we connect you with her for a free uh, one-hour mental performance consultation. This is something that, that I'm super passionate about as well as our team, and this is an area that we really want to help give back to the athlete community. For any individual who's struggling to prioritize themselves and, them, and their health, um, take advantage of this. Uh, please, um, we want to speak with as many of you as possible. Um, last but not least, rate, subscribe, share this podcast, and um, always reach out to us at enduranceminded.com. Let us know what you think, what's going on, what are your wins, what are you struggling with? Let us help you. So again, that's enduranceminded.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And then rate this podcast on your favorite platform. Subscribe so you get updated um, bi-weekly when we release new episodes on Tuesdays. And share your favorite episode with a friend. And finally, uh, if you are looking for a way to engage with this work and you're like, you know, I want something to sink my teeth into, um, what can I do to start down this road to start to put mental health and exercise in the same place on a daily basis? Please sign up for our Level Up Challenge. So it's a three-week challenge, free to everyone. You can find all the details uh, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, at Thomas Endurance Coaching, uh, sign up and um, just start to, again, develop some of these skills and tools to shift your narrative on a daily basis. What can you do for your mind and what can you do for your body every day for three weeks that helps you show up for yourself and be the best version of you that you can be? So thanks, as always, for listening to Endurance Minded. I'm eternally grateful for everyone's support, and I will see you next time.